gonna grab some water. What's up? How are you doing? Yeah? Doing good? Doing good? Alright, well, let me just grab some water. We'll be back. We'll get right into this. Okay, here we go. Perfect. How are you? It's been a long time. Perhaps it hasn't been uh, enough time. It's been too long, is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, we back. So, <laughs> doing good? Yeah. Well, today we are going to be talking about something that you are perhaps accustomed to. Perhaps you're not. Perhaps you're like, what the heck is this, bro? What does this mean? What, what, what are we going to, what does this even look like? I'll grab my Bible here. I got some, I got some like notes for what we're going to talk about today. So if you see me like, if you hear like papers or something, it's, it's, it's the notes. Because today we're going to be talking about something that means a lot to me. And this is a two part thing uh, because today I'm going to tell you the story. So it's story time today. Get hyped. Get hyped. Ah, 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 ah. And next time. Yeah, or the next, uh, you, you know, bench talk, we'll be talking about practicality of this uh, story. So yeah, what the heck is, well, let's pray. What do you say we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much that we can come here together today and vibe out and learn about you. Lord, we're very privileged to have the ability to talk to you um, anywhere. And not only that, oh. I think someone's playing some music outside. Anyways, uh, Lord, we're very privileged to get to talk to you anywhere, but we're also privileged to get to have access to the internet where we can talk and commune together, Lord. Just ask that you bless this time, Lord. Lord, let's let's get a Bible verse in here to make this thing pretty epic and more epic. You know what I'm saying, Father? <laughs> I love you, Lord. Thanks for being my best friend. Thanks for... Having uh, my best interests in mind whenever you do anything, Lord. I just thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, this Bible verse, we're going to start off with Isaiah uh, 61, verse 1. It says, The Spirit of God is upon me because the Lord has appointed me, anointed me to pr proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Favor, that's this year. Uh, and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. To grant those who mourn in Zion. To give them a beautiful headdress. Drip instead of ashes. Uh, thank you, Father. I just appreciate it. I believe it. Let's go. Okay. Alright, so, yeah. What the heck is spiritual warfare? So, if you're thinking about spiritual warfare, you're thinking something that is warring in spiritual places, right? So what is that which is spiritual? It's anything that's happening uh, beyond our, our eyes, right? Beyond what our eyes can see. So if you're thinking, you're probably thinking, oh, there's like demons and angels battling each other in, in, in places I can't see or whatever, you know? And, and that, is, that is true. I mean, that's facts, and we're going to talk about that. But more practically speaking, I... It isn't what you think. Uh, so that's why uh, the title today is I-N-W-Y-T is It Isn't What You Think. Um, 
it's much more serious and it's much more personal to your life and mine and that's why we're here today so so yeah how and what is the spiritual war that's what we're going to be talking about uh, if there's a war if there's warfare that means that there is a war and if there's a war that means something precious is being fought over uh, many times in life we have wars over beliefs right wars over land uh, you know like oil <laughs> Uh, wars over, you know, ideologies, uh, you know, like communism versus socialism versus capitalistic uh, regimes. Uh, so ideologies, beliefs, you know. Fun fact, only 7% of the world's wars were waged about a religious, a, a religious function. So if you ever, someone ever says, well, there's so many wars waged because of Christianity or something, you'd be like, hey, actually, look it up, 7% of the world's wars were actually waged based off of religious uh, things. Uh, if you take out uh, the the Muslim faith, it actually drops down to 2%, which is crazy. But anyways, so yeah, war is much more common than just religious concepts. Uh, but yeah, okay, <laughs> enough with that. Let's get into this. So what is the war that's going on? So in Ezekiel 28, uh, so there's a book in the Bible called Ezekiel. It's a prophet talking about Satan and uh, his fall. So Satan was one of the archangels in heaven. There was three archangels. Uh, there was Michael, there was Lucifer, and the third one was Gabriel. Michael was like the super fitted, dripped, or well, actually, Michael was the one that bare, bore the sword. So he would execute God's commands, uh, you know, and do them with diligence, right? Gabriel was the messenger of the Lord, and Lucifer was the, the angel of worship. So Lucifer was blinged out. So in Ezekiel 28, verse 12, uh, we actually get uh, a passage of what, God's, what God says about uh, Satan, or Lucifer. So Lucifer was his name before he decided that he was so blingy he was so dripped out of his absolute mind that he was so much better than God. And, and he thought his ideologies, his beliefs, were better than God's. And so what happens when you have conflicting beliefs that don't have resolution with each other? Well, you get war. And so that's what happened. Satan uh, is defined, actually, Lucifer had more cunning than any of the, any of the angels, right? So what that means is he has deceitful intense he is very good at manipulating and so he rose he rose to power and he, this is what he said in uh, Ezekiel 28 as you know he was uh, you were in Eden the garden of God right so Eden is where God created a place where man or humanity can dwell with God and it was beautiful and so the spiritual things and the physical things were meshed together they were one it wasn't just spiritual and physical it was one thing together but anyways in ezekiel 28 we see this figure of lucifer the blinged out dripped dripped out legend of a dude uh legend of an angel decided he wants to be better he wants to be god he uh and he revolted and a third of the angels actually revolted with him and they were all cast down because god is infinitely more powerful than satan and or lucifer and when lucifer was cast down from heaven he got the new name of Satan, and Satan began his schemes. Well, because Satan doesn't like God, because Satan is much better, he's much, he's much more efficient, he's much more intelligent, he's so much better. Uh, 
what does he want to do? He wants to kill, he wants to steal, and he wants to destroy all that God is doing. That's what war is, right? You, you plunder and you loot and you ravage all the things of your enemy because you want to win. You want to be in control. You want to be in, in charge, right? So that's the war that's going on. So Satan's idea is that he's going to destroy, he's going to kill, and he's going to steal everything from God that he possibly can. And God's most prized possession is the people that are made in his image. So God created a people, or humanity, uh, Adam, uh, known as right, Adam and Eve. Uh, he created a people that were made in his own image. So God's special, very special creation, known as humanity, was made in his image. Male and female, he created them. And that's amazing. So God has this special relationship with one of his creations, and it's just a prized possession. God loves humanity. And so Satan's goal now is to distort uh, God's beautiful prized possession. And so what does he do? He goes into the Garden of Eden where, where humanity dwells with God and physical and spiritual are one thing. They're interconnected. And he starts deceiving. He starts uh, being uh, using his cunning abilities to distort uh, the people of God. So Eve says, all right, well, you know what? You got a good point there, Satan. Let me listen to you. And so then Eve listens to Satan, and then so does Adam, and, and now, boom, you have a distortion in, in the will of God. God's design is distorted now. Satan comes in and he plunders it. And in this plundering, you see it now a world that is full of disgust. It's full of turmoil, pain, suffering. and It's a, the fattest ick you could ever have, right? Uh, in Romans 5, verse 12, let me pull up Romans 5, verse 12 here. It says, sin entered through one man, right? That's Adam and Eve. Sin entered through them, and now there's death. Because God actually didn't intend anyone to die, but to dwell together with him in perfect unity, perfect fulfillment, perfect satisfaction, and perfect vibes for eternity. And it's just amazing. Like, imagine the feeling of being in love for all of eternity. You would love it. You would not want to stop, and it would be amazing. But Satan distorted this, and and now we have a problem, right? There's a problem. There is pain, there's suffering and turmoil in God's beautiful creation, which has to do with humanity. And God's going to fix this problem. But before uh, we go to that, I just want to address the fact that, uh, you know, many people say, like, oh, what the heck, there's so much bad in this world. But how can there be so much bad if God is good? Well, the Bible actually says in, in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4, that the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers, so unbelievers in God, so people who do not trust in God, so they can't see the light of God's goodness, right? But that's actually not why, uh, what I was going to try. Oh, yeah, 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 this is, yeah, the God of this age. So who is the God of this age? That's actually Satan. Satan schemed and tricked and deceived God's people, humanity, to give humanity's control, humanity's authority over to Satan. Because Adam and Eve had authority in the Garden of Eden to rule and reign over earth. They had that authority. But Satan said, hey yo, give me your authority and I'll give you this. And so we, we as in humanity, traded our authority for Satan's scheme which was to be like God, which is to know good and evil. Man, imagine if we didn't know good and evil. That would be kind of lovely, not knowing all those disgusting things that are happening and all the wars and, oh, and disgust. It's pain, right? But now we do, and that's just how it is. 
uh, and Satan has authority on earth because it says Satan is the god of this age. Well, there's actually no, so what do you mean the god of this age? Well, God has a plan and notice how there's actually, in, in, in the reality, there's no end of the world. There's just an end of an age. And what that means is that Satan's age, his rule and reigning period, is going to be changing. So there's no end of the world, it's just an end of an age. And you know what the end of the age is? The end of the age is the end of Satan's ruling and reigning on this earth. And God is going to hand the authority back over to his chosen people, which is his people called humanity, or Adam, uh, which is Adam and Eve, you know, uh, male and female. Anyways, that's a whole bunch. I hope you're doing well. Are you, are you following along? This is this is intense, but this is beautiful because this tells the exact reason why you're here on Earth, and what your purpose is, and how you can find perfect fulfillment and enjoyment and in life. So, yeah, uh, I'll give you a couple seconds to just take a deep breath and think about that because that was a lot. So we have this idea of Satan. He's distorting God's goodness because he doesn't believe in God. He doesn't have faith in God. Uh, he, I mean, he believes that God exists, but he doesn't believe in God. You know what I'm saying? You, you understand the difference there? Cool. Yeah. Wow. So that's a lot. So God has a problem. Uh, the problem is his people no longer have the authority and they're, they're, they're bound to die. So the Bible also says that every person will is bound to die. Uh, in Ecclesiastes, we hear that you know it's like everything is meaningless, everything is meaningless. Well, everyone is going to die. Is basically the whole point of the book called Ecclesiastes in the Bible. Um, however, God actually never intended that. So he has he has a problem to fix, and the problem is the distorted world, bro. It is bad. And God's like, I'm not just going to sit here and watch my world burn because I love my people too much. Well, that's actually the whole story of the Bible is God being like, hey, yo, I'm coming back for my people. Eh, actually, never mind. It got kind of really bad. And then there's people, specific people in the Bible that it's like, they're like, no, God, come back, please. We love you. For example, Noah. For example, uh, Abraham. Uh, what's another one? Uh, David. These are people that are like, God save us we love you and god's like hey yo these are hey yo these are my people for example esther um it's, it's people beckoning god and saying hey i, I want to be with you too god and so then god comes back and he clutches up well how does he do that how how how, how does he do that well, uh, for example, right here, this is the whole story. Remember, this is all creation. This is spiritual war. Uh, so the war now is God is now God is taking the taking the not God is no longer taking the punches, but He's dealing the punches. He's blowing. He's going off, boom, bam, bam. And so what He does is He actually He attempts, and He does. Well, He attempts, and He is attempting, and He will complete His acts. Uh, his his plan to restore Eden. And what was Eden? Eden was where Adam and Eve dwelled with God and spiritual things were physical things and they interlocked and it was beautiful, right? So that was called the kingdom of heaven. Well, what's beautiful is that when Jesus came to the world, okay, whoa, Jesus. Jesus is the incarnation of God's plan for the earth. So 
God comes down in human form and says, hey, I'm going to solve this. We're going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to solve this problem. I'm going to link humanity back with myself. And the Bible says that in him, in Jesus, the fullness of deity, also known as Godness, Theos, uh, the fullness of God dwells in human form or bodily. So God comes down and he's like, hey, yo, I'm gonna, we're going we're gonna to set this thing straight. And now there's a massive war being waged. You see God coming down to actually 1v1 Satan, basically. And so what happens is, you know, Jesus dies on that cross. He, well, he lived a perfect life before he gets up on that cross. And everyone's like, holy crap, this dude is living a perfect life. He's, sa he's miracles. He's saving. He's forgiving people of their sins. It's like, oh, only God can do that. Well, yeah, no, duh. Jesus is God. Uh, and then, so Satan actually comes to tempt him. And, sa and Jesus says to Satan, you shall not tempt the Lord thy God. And it's like, oh, shoot. Jesus just revealed that he's God again. And so... And so now Jesus gets up on that cross, right? And Satan is like, ha, ha, look at me, I got you, God. I'm going to kill you. Let's do this. Finally, I will reign over you, God. And, and Jesus dies. Satan and humanity together kill God. But what's beautiful is that God didn't stay dead. He actually trolled the system. He 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 went he went super saiyan, if you will. He he just did it perfectly because in the tradition, you're only dead if you stay if you if you're dead for three days. If you get up after the second day, you were never dead, or if this or 24 hours, you were never dead. But anyways, Jesus stays dead for three days intentionally because he's God, and he's like, yo, I'm I'm really dead. Like I really I really died, and then he gets up, he resurrects. And then he goes back to heaven, seated on the right hand of God. So he's still alive right now. And so nothing happened. Jesus, like, not something certainly happened. But Satan didn't win. And neither did humanity. Well, what happens in Jesus resurrecting is that he gives us the ability to believe in him, to, to, to know him now. Right? So anyways, that was, a, that was big. That was, that was a lot. I wasn't actually trying to explain all of that. I was actually just going to explain how Jesus says in Mark uh, 1, verse 15, uh, the kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. And the good news is that Jesus came, died on our behalf, because we deserve death because of all of our sin. We do nasty, nasty things, and those nasty things have a ripple butterfly effect. And because those nasty things have a butterfly effect, if God is just, he shall judge us according to those nasty things that we have done. And according to the judgment of those nasty things that we have done, we all deserve death. And in fact, no longer, not, not only do we deserve death, but we deserve separation from the beautiful, amazing, holy God that God is. He's good. He's, he has joy. He has peace. He has love. He has patience. Like Those are good things. And because we are bad, we cannot come close to the throne because he's just holy. So it's like trying to send a space shuttle to the sun. It will burn. It will decay. It will be destroyed because it is not holy. It is not that same temperature. So that's the story of the good news of Jesus. That is God punching Satan straight in the face and saying, I'm coming back for my people. And so he does, right? And so now in Mark 1.15, you see, Behold, the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. 
uh, repent just means turn from your ways, turn from the turn from the sin, which is anything that is not God's intention for your life, anything that is not God's will for your life. How do you know God's will for your life? You read the Bible. The Bible says, how may I not sin? How can a young person stay pure? By guarding their heart according to the Bible, uh, according to your word, which, and your word is truth, and it's so amazing. So anyways, so all who believe, uh, we have Romans 10, so Romans 10 verse 13 says, everyone who calls on the name of Jesus will be, will be saved. Romans 10 verse 13 says that. So that's amazing. That's beautiful. John 1 verse 12 says, uh, To all who received Jesus, to who believed in his name, he gave them the right, God gave them the right to become children of God. So God is coming back for his people. That's the war. Satan is like, I'm going to destroy all this. I'm going to destroy your people. I hate you. I'm going to do it my own way. I'm going to do it so much better than you. And God says, oh, actually, you're not coming for my people. I'm going to reign over you, and you suck. Uh, your pride can get away because love, joy, peace, and patience, long-suffering, all these gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, all of these things are much better than self-indulgence, much better than pride, much better than malice, greed, envy, distortion, anger, pain, suffering. Like, God says, I hate those things. I hate anger, greed, pain, suffering, envy, jealousness. Like, I hate that. That's what God says. And Satan says, no, I can do it my way, and my way will be better. And God says, no, punch in the face, boom. Jesus gets up on the cross, and now Satan just gets slapped across the face. And Satan's like, oh, shoot, he just came back for his people, and there's nothing I can do about it now. Bingo, you have the spiritual war. This... That already happened. Jesus already won, right? Do you see that? Jesus absolutely dealt the final blow to Satan, and Satan's like, oh, shoot, I just lost. I just lost all my access to all the authority because Jesus just punched me in the face super hard. Okay, bingo, beautiful, brilliant. Well, now what? Now what? So that whole idea is that Jesus is building this new earth, the new age, uh, Jesus says on earth, he says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, so what is what is in heaven? Heaven is the will of the Father, right? And so now we see we see a new a new earth being summoned, being uh, created by by the Holy Spirit that indwells in anyone who believes in Jesus Christ. So now all those who believe in Jesus Christ have been given the Holy Spirit, which is God's Holy Spirit. Now these people who believe in Jesus Christ have been given the ability to burn and shine just as hot as the sun, so now they can dwell with God here on earth. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is amazing. This is beautiful. This is your story. This is who you are. This is who you are as a believer. And if you're not a believer, become a believer. Trust in Jesus and he'll give you this new life of joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Obviously, we still live in the world. We still live in, in this cosmos that is currently, uh, currently under the authority of Satan. But Satan's authority is coming to an end. And that's what I'm here to tell you about because spiritual warfare, this whole idea of spiritual warfare is this exact thing that I'm telling you about right now. This whole concept is that Jesus is dethroning the powers and principalities of this present darkness. Okay, wow, that was a lot. But welcome. If you're new to the podcast, what is up? Hey, next, um, next podcast, I'm going to be saying like a secret code 
of something where if you send me the DM, it's going to be something like dinosaurs uh, kneecaps. If you send me dinosaurs kneecaps on my DM, I'll send you uh, a bench sticker, which I can't show you, but it's really cool. You'd like it. So DM me dinosaurs kneecaps because you're a real one since you're listening right now. But we got to get back into this because this is insane and it doesn't stop there. But I got to give you a minute to like think about this and and everything so yeah we probably have like I don't know 10 10 more minutes to go let's do this okay okay so perfect so Eden Eden is being restored Eden is the garden in which God and humanity can dwell together in perfect unison uh, it's sphere it's physical it's spiritual it's all meshed into one God and humanity together in in, in joy and doing doing work together, uh, you know, raising puppies together. It's 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 beautiful, but it's not just puppies. It's ruling and reigning over certain things. It's over. It's 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 amazing. It's it's beautiful. It's 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 our purpose. It's who we are to rule and to reign and and to be diligent and yeah. So that is what God is restoring. That's called Eden. That's what Jesus came to restore. And what does Satan hate? Satan hates. Eden. Satan hates anything that God puts his mind towards because Satan is so much better than God. And so Satan, well, what is he going to do? He's going to convince people of pride. Pride is the idea that I am so much better than God. I'm so much better than even you, Satan. You suck. And Satan's like, perfect. Now you believe that you're against God. That's okay. You can be against me. I don't really care as long as you're against God because I'm so much more powerful than you. I don't really mind. So Satan is going to be doing a lot of cunning activities. He's going to be doing a lot of deception. He's going to be doing a lot of destruction. Because actually in the Bible, in John 10.10, what does it say? What does it say? It says the thief, Jesus actually says this, the thief, which is Satan, comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus came to give life, and that, that, that you may have life in its fullness. That, those are the words of Jesus. So beautiful. So beautiful. Okay, cool. And I wrote down something that says, Herein lies somewhere the marvelous mystery, oh yeah, the marvelous mystery of God, or of our free will and God's omnipotence, his, his ability to know all things, to see all things. So we have this free will, right, where we can decide to follow Jesus, right? Uh, or we can decide to follow Satan and, and all of his schemes. Satan's schemes primarily have to do with our flesh and self-indulgence and pride and and, and all these things where we are the center of our universes. Uh, there's this uh, verse in Revelation, which is the final book of the Bible, which is actually, it's actually future. It's not right now because the war is still happening. Spiritual warfare is still going on. Well, anyways, in Revelation 12, verse 9, it's talking about what's going to happen. Um, but this is actually, uh, this is somewhat strange, but read this. It says this. <clears throat> But the dragon was not strong enough, so not strong. The dragon Satan was not strong enough. No longer place, uh, he no longer had any place in heaven for him and his angels. And the great dragon was hurled down from heaven, that ancient serpent called the devil, and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was hurled to earth, and his angels with him. Okay, so that's the war. Satan came down, and now he's trying to destroy. 
But then it says this, And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now have come the salvation and the power of the kingdom of our God, the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of the brothers has been cast down, he who accuses them day and night before our God. So that's the whole concept of spiritual warfare, is that Satan is accusing us, accusing the brethren, accusing the, the sisterhood of denying God, not trying to be his homie. But this is what I want to get to you. Uh, this is the final thing we're, we're wrapping up with this. Is there's two ways that we can go. There's two ways, and there's only two. Jesus says that narrow is the path that leads to life, but wide is the path that leads to destruction. So narrow is the path that leads to the new earth. The new earth is life with Jesus, life with God, amazingness. It's the end of the age, right? The end of the age, will you be with God or will you be with Satan? That's spiritual warfare 101. But in the next episode, we're going to be talking about how to practically get on the narrow path, how to stay on the narrow path, and what that means to be on the narrow path. Uh, but anyways, there's there's two paths we can take, right? It's either Satan or it's God. Which is it for you? It can't be both. The world is, the Bible says, uh, uh, Romans 8. Do I have Romans 8? No, I don't know if I have Romans 8. Oh, wait. No? Mm, nope. Anyways, in Romans 8, it says, Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. For those, yeah, it cannot submit to God's, God's will, God's plan. And Satan, he loves the flesh because the flesh is the deceived form of God's true form for us as humans. Uh, the flesh is, is the corrupted humanity, right? So Satan's trying to get you into your corrupted humanity. Uh, and that is a depraved, selfish worshiping yourself lifestyle and this whole concept of hell is where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth uh, Jesus talks about in Luke chapter 13 verse 28 uh, where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth well that happens from a depraved mind a self-worshipping mind where everyone worships their self everyone is trying to get to the top everyone wants what's best for them only right and and that's Satan Satan is the author of that, the author of lies. Or, or you can choose the new earth. And that's why I said there's somewhere, some free will sort of concept within that. It's a mystery. If anyone tells you they understand that, don't believe them, <laughs> respectfully. But then there's God. And in Hebrews chapter 10, we have a beautiful, beautiful passage. It says, My righteous ones... God is talking, he says, My righteous ones will live by faith, and if he shrinks back, I will have no pleasure in him. And then this is us speaking. We are not those who shrink back and are destroyed, but we are those who have faith and preserve our souls. We are the ones who have faith in God and saying, I trust you, Lord. I trust that your new earth is going to be amazing. I'm going to love spending eternity with you. Hence, if you've ever spent time with God, you've understood that He truly is love, joy, peace, and long-suffering, gentleness, goodness. He is those things. So, I'm sure you love those things. A lot of people talk about hell being the separation of those things from your reality. 
If you don't want love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, all that stuff, you'll be separated from God if you don't want those things. And so we see a hell, and that's Satan's palace. He rules there. But hell is not what you think it is. It's not some mystical, magical location that God banishes bad people to. It's the deceived. It's the land of the deceived. And God, God's heaven, God's heaven is the new earth where he establishes his throne forever with all those who have called on his name and have said, God, I need you and I want you. I want love. I want steadfast love. I want to understand it. I want to know you. When we hear of eternal life, that's what that means. Eternal satisfaction. And when does that start? Jesus said, Behold, the kingdom of heaven is within you. When you begin to believe in Jesus, when you first have faith and you believe that he died, he lived that perfect life and he died for you, and he resurrected, you have been given access to have the Holy Spirit. You have become holy. And so now the Holy Spirit guides you and leads you into all truth. And what is the truth? The truth is that Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, the Father, those three, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God the Father, they're all working towards a world of beauty, a world of connected belongingness. That's the good news. That's the spiritual war. And Satan, he's going to do every single thing he can to deceive the world of that. So, concluding this, thanks for being here. Hope it's been lit. Uh, concluding, what we're going to talk about next in the next, uh, the next episode is what does that mean for me personally? What is, what is spiritual warfare in my life? And yeah, so to conclude, Satan's goal is to keep you out of the new earth. Jesus said the thief's goal is to come, kill, steal, and destroy. But I came to give you life and life abundantly. So there you have it. Thank you. Peace.